What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. Welcome back, besties. Happy Tuesday or whatever day you happen to be listening to this. Yes. Yeah. We hope you're having a good day. We hope you're surviving daylight savings. I'm barely surviving daylight savings. I know. I I'm so tired. <laughs> We're recording at like 6 p.m. and it feels like it could be 10. 11. So yeah. <laughs> love that. <laughs> this week, we are going to talk about designing your ideal night routine, habit forming or like routine building always do. Like they're always some of our best episodes. So yep. We're taking that as a signal that you guys like this sort of content. So yeah. kind of going off of our morning routine um, episode, we thought we'd mix it up and do a night routine. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that we did – I guess it wasn't technically a morning routine episode, but we did like how to become a morning person, which essentially right. was like setting up an ideal morning routine. And we hinted at some ways to like set up your night routine to make you a morning person. So I guess this is like kind of part two of becoming a morning person because it starts with your night routine besties. That it does. So we are basically just going to give you guys a bunch of ideas to kind of create a night routine, especially if you don't have one like at all right now, just some ideas to set yourself up for more success for the next day, have a peaceful rest, just enjoy the dark, you know, evening time because we have so long of that now. Yeah. And that's about it. So let's jump into our segments. So just as an update, I still have no Instagram. Um, womp, womp, womp. Yeah. If you guys missed it a couple episodes ago, I said it got deactivated and I did find out why. Um, it said that I was – I got my account deactivated for impersonating someone else, which is very interesting because I have indeed been me since I've had Instagram (laughs) and that's like 10 years. Like I've literally had the Instagram since like 2012. So very weird, but I submitted like a form and now whenever I go to check up on it, it just says like error. And I don't know if that's because it's like in the queue and they don't want Mm -hmm. me to like change anything or if I should like be worried. But I am going to put a call out if and if this has happened to anyone else, like not even for this purpose, but just like if your account has been like wrongfully disabled for any reason, please let me know because I'm getting a little desperate. Not because like, honestly, I don't miss it that much weirdly. Like I don't really miss scrolling that much, but I do have like a lot of occasions that I would have liked to post about or like see my friends posts about, sure. which kind of gets into my next point, which is I had my makeup graduation this past weekend. So like, for example, I didn't see anyone's posts from that, which was like kind of sad. But yeah, 18 months later, went back to college (laughs) campus. And it's interesting because our graduation actually isn't normally at our college campus. It's normally at TD Garden. Mm -hmm. Um, But they did it at campus because it was like a smaller graduation, obviously, which I thought was nice. It was kind of nice to be back there. And overall, I think they did a really good job putting it all together. It was quite a like quite a scene. There was a lot of organization going on. I really admire all the work they put into it. It was nice just to have like some closure. Um, But the part that was a little weird was they decided to combine it with like the master's students from the past year and a half too, Mm -hmm. which normally it would be like just a separate undergrad and like master's ceremony. And I feel like there were so many more masters than there were undergrads. So it sort of felt like weird because it wasn't really like a reunion. It was a lot of like people I didn't know. So (laughs) Yeah, and, and that and it was split into two. Like there was a morning one and an afternoon one. So like people were just really distributed. So I didn't actually see that many people that I knew, <laughs> but I did have some people like come back into town and I got to hang out with them like separately. So that was nice. Nice. But yeah, now I have to find something new to like complain about because that's been like my card for like the longest time is like, oh, at least you got a college graduation. And I'm like, well, damn, I did too. Like got to find a new, new sob story on it. <laughs> <laughs> on it. Got it. <laughs> And then the other thing I wanted to say is this week that we're recording, we're recording on a Monday. I'm only working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. And then I'm off for the longest consecutive time off I've taken since I've been in this job for like a year and a half, which is really exciting. So I'm taking off Thursday, Friday, and then like all of next week. So I'm not going to work for like 10 or 11 consecutive days, which is crazy. So maybe more than that. No, I think much needed. 
So I'm very excited because you guys know I'm a bit burnt out just in life. So it should be nice. And I'm just kind of like in that kind of stressy mode of like lots of stuff to wrap up beforehand. But also I feel like I'm part of the time overlaps with Thanksgiving and like people don't really expect things from you Thanksgiving week anyway. So yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Let me know if you have any tips on getting an Instagram back because – yeah. I so sad. I would like to have that back. <laughs> like Let's our bio doesn't have it linked anymore. Yeah, it's like sad. <laughs> True. Let's be honest, guys. She was impersonating Sophie Turner. We all know it. The Instagram algorithm mistook you for Sophie Turner because you look so much freaking like her. Oh yeah. So. I wonder if like you guys actually think I look like her because I've only heard that you from do. a few people. Really? We did the celebrity lookalike thing. Oh, remember? that's right. And that's people right. were like, "Yeah, you look like Sophie Turner." <laughs> right. I you forgot do. about that. When she's blonde, right. obviously. Is but she sometimes not? Sometimes she has red hair because she, she had red oh. hair in Game of Thrones. Should so. I go red? Comment down below. That could be fun. <laughs> um, so for my weekend review, not too much going on over here. I did get my COVID booster shot this past weekend. And so I don't know. I assume that like the regulations of when you can get your booster are different from state to state. I'm not really sure not how sure. it works. Yeah, I don't know. But in New Hampshire, you can get, you're eligible for the booster if you're like over 65, if you work in like a high risk um, environment, or if you have any like underlying medical conditions. So I do have asthma, which does like qualify under the qualify or the, yeah, the um, underlying medical conditions. Is my asthma super severe? No. Does my chart say that it's moderate to severe? Yeah, it does. Like, if they asked my doctor, they'd be like, that she does have that. Have I used my inhaler in, like, three years? No. But I will preface this by saying that, like, there was no shortage of booster appointments oh, in no. my There's area. So many. Yeah. And I, so I feel like I was kind of stretching the truth for the sake of getting the booster probably earlier than I necessarily needed to. But like, I don't feel like I was taking it away from someone who actually really did need yeah. to get it. Does that make sense? I get that. And also like the holidays are coming up. Like exactly. it's a benefit to like everyone around you that you're That's what I'm thinking. Boosted, yeah. So. And I, it has been six months since I received my first dose. So like from a timeline standpoint, I like, it was safe for me to get it. Um, and my brother ended up actually, I don't think I talked about this on the podcast. My brother ended up having COVID. Um, luckily for, you know, myself, my parents and my younger brother, it was the brother that didn't live with us. Um, but he ended up getting it. He's fine now. Like he did fine, but he was definitely like, this is pretty gnarly. Like if you can get in for a booster shot, like definitely get in because you don't want to have to deal with this. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I need to explain myself for that. I feel like no one's going to come for my head for getting a booster shot <laughs> earlier than I necessarily had to, especially because, like I said, I don't think that I took it away from someone who did really need it. But the point is, or the main thing I want to talk about is that I had a way more severe reaction to the booster than I did to my second dose. So, I got Pfizer. So, I got two doses of Pfizer from the get-go back in May. Um, or in April. And then I got the Pfizer booster. When I got my second dose of Pfizer, I like had a weird like four hour stint the day after where I just felt really, really tired. Like I kind of got that, you know, the feeling that you get when you're about to get sick, you have like very slight aches in your body and you're just feeling a little run down. I had that, but nothing crazy. And it went away after four hours and I was fine. So I had heard that when you get your booster shot, you like essentially react the same way that you did to your second dose. So I was like, excellent. I can handle that. Cue me waking up at 1am on Sunday, feeling like I got hit by a freaking bus. Oh my God. It was horrible. My like fingers were cramping. I had such bad body (laughs) aches, like horrible, horrible body aches. I literally spent like four hours laying in bed, just like moaning as I like tried to get comfortable. And then I definitely had a fever because I ended up like, you know when you like put when you have a fever and you'll put your blanket on and you feel like you're literally like in an incinerator like you're like I'm I'm gonna catch <laughs> on fire I'm so hot but then if you let any portion of your skin like out of the blanket all of a sudden you're shivering I had that and yeah it was just no good and I'm honestly I texted Anya, Anya earlier because I was like if I seem like lower energy than normal it's because I still don't feel 100% like I still have very slight aches I'm honestly better now than I even was when I texted her earlier today um 
but I still have like very slight aches and just feel really run down. So yeah, very odd that I reacted this way. It just really goes to show like how different it is for everyone at every point because like I got, you guys know I got my booster too because I got J&J forever ago and I was really nervous because it was my first like mRNA vaccine experience in general. So I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to feel bad. And I felt so bad, like the exactly the way you described after my Johnson and Johnson one. And then I was yeah. like, totally fine. Like, like I was almost like, did they do this right? Cause like I felt almost nothing. Yeah. So it's crazy how differently it affects people, but still get your boosters. Don't let yes. this scare you away. Very important. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's fine. It's, I'd much rather take like two days of feeling crappy than I'm a, I can speak for my brother. And he was like, that's how I, I described my symptoms to him. And he was like, that's how I felt for eight days. And I'm like, yeah, I'd uh. much rather two days of that than eight. <laughs> Does he have any, like, persisting symptoms? So his smell and taste aren't 100% back yet. He said they're around, like, 75%. Every day he feels like he gets um, a little bit more back. But that, I think, has been the longest to persist. And he still has a bit of a cough. Um, I can tell that he's, like, still a little congested and has sort of, like, a post-nasally cough. But other than that, he's been fine. I asked him if he had any weird, um, like, taste aversions almost because I've heard people yeah, saying that, that like things taste different after and the poor guy he literally loves chips and salsa and he says that salsa doesn't taste the same <laughs> you know? he says so it tastes crazy weird that like a like virus can mess with you like that like I, I saw know. this girl's I don't remember the condition but I saw this girl's post of like how um things taste like trash basically like she was like everything tastes like chemicals and like trash and mm-hmm. she was like nine months into like feeling that way and I just couldn't imagine like that must be so like that must be so damaging to your relationship with like food and like health I know. like so much so anyway if anyone has long COVID symptoms we're with you yeah and get your well we're not with you but we <laughs> our thoughts yeah our thoughts are with you so Yeah, let's move into our favorites. So I have two favorites. The first one is a new natural deodorant I have discovered. I feel like I name a natural deodorant like favorite like once every six months, but it's because I like to try out new ones. And this one is a pretty unique one. It's from the brand Hey Humans. And I thought that they used to be kind of their own like online store, but I noticed, I think you can only get them at Target now. So I don't know if Target like bought the brand or whatever, but um, they make basically like zero or very low waste like self-care items. So Mm -hmm. they make deodorant, like uh, toothpaste, lotion, like conditioners, like just stuff like that. And I got the deodorant and it's interesting because it comes in like a cardboard package. Like there's no plastic. I I should have brought it so I could show you, but. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Look it up. Everyone listening, look it up. Oh yeah. I see it. I see it. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it looks like a toilet paper roll type like cylinder. (laughs) And there's no like mechanics, you know, like in a regular deodorant, like you twist the little dial and it like pushes it up. Yeah. It's not like that. You just have to push it up from the bottom, kind of like a. What are those like lollipops? Like a push pop? Oh, the push pop. Kind of like that. Yeah, like that idea. And so you just kind of force it up. And it can be a little hard if the deodorant has like really solidified. So they said you can like warm it between your hands for a little while and then it'll work better. But um, the deodorant itself seems really great so far. I've only used it for a couple days, but I like love the scent. I will say it's very like lingering. So if you don't like that, it might not be for you. Or I don't know if they have like a scent free one, but like it definitely lingers. Like I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt and at one point I like reached up to get something and I could like smell it like halfway through the day. Which I like the smell a lot. I got yeah. the rosewater ginger, so I don't mind. But if you don't like stuff like that, then maybe consider. But it was also super cheap. It was four ninety nine. So oh wow, yeah, that goes to show like how much of what you're paying is just like the packaging and not the product yeah. itself. I guess so. Tea. Try it out. Get it at Target. They had other scents too, but this one was the most appealing to me. Nice. And then the other recommendation I have is a new Lacroix flavor that I just can't believe I never saw before so it's the coconut la croix you guys know we're huge into seltzers i haven't really been buying seltzer as much lately because i have the soda stream but Mm -hmm. i saw this and i was like no way and so i bought it and it's probably my favorite flavor now it's very wow it's very tropical which like obviously coconut but like 
literally like sipping it feels like you should be on a beach somewhere. Like absolutely like great vacation, refreshing beverage. And it would also be really good if you were making like a, I don't know, any sort of like tropical drink, like alcoholic drink as like the spritzer, I feel like, like it would be fun just compared to like regular soda water. Mm-hmm. So yeah, big fan. And I felt like I knew all the LaCroix flavors, but I was wrong. So try it out. Yeah. I love coconut also. So if you're not yeah. a coconut person, proceed with caution, but it's like one of my favorite flavors. So I'm very pleased. Do you think you like it more than limoncello? Hmm. That's a good question. I think it's more, I think limoncello is more unique. Okay. But I think as far as like wanting to drink a lot of it, I almost feel like I could drink more of the coconut because the limoncello has almost like a creaminess to it in a weird way. Yeah. But I don't want them to get rid of the limoncello because it's like very, yeah, it's very unique. So yeah. Fair enough. So for my favorites, uh, the first one I won't spend too much time on, but I feel like it's like a huge phenomenon right now. So I wanted to mention it. I finished Squid Game this nice. weekend. Is it Squid I had Game a lot of or time. Squid Games? I keep going. If I'm honest, when I talk about it, I say it different ways every time. Let's find out. Squid Game. Oh, one Squid game. game. Okay. Just so like the whole TV game. show is the game. Yeah, I think okay. so. Because I thought like the individual things they were doing were the games. I, yes, but I think there is a game that they played one game. that kids play in Korea called Squid Game. Okay. And that's like, well, have you watched the, the whole show? No, I've only watched the first episode. I don't really know if I'll continue. I didn't mind it. I didn't think it was, at least the first one, I didn't think it was as gory as people like made it out to be, but I just don't really watch shows unless I'm eating and it's not really like an eating yeah. show. <laughs> but yeah. Good to know you um, recommend. <laughs> Yeah, no, so it was really good, honestly. Um, I did watch it in Korean with English subtitles. I didn't do the English dubbing. Yeah. I did it for, like, one episode. Painful. Yeah, and the you could tell, actually, because the subtitles were different from what they were saying, and you could tell how bad the English translation was, that I was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stick to the subtitles. So it did take me longer to get through, because I had to, like, set aside time when I, like, could really get invested and, like, read the subtitles, because obviously the just the major downfall of subtitles is that you have to pay attention and like not look away from the screen but very glad I got through it was very very thrown off by the ending um oh, okay very like very thrown off by the ending I kind of couldn't believe it so I'm excited they are having a season two and so I'm excited because there are definitely some like open plot lines that I want answered so I'm hoping they'll get answered in the next season but the real favorite, the shining star, and I'm going to try to keep it brief. I really am going to. Red Taylor's version came out. Um, I'm a new person. The old Kylie is dead now. Like, she can't come to the phone. New I was Kylie, say, who has experienced she can't come this. To the phone. I actually watched the chats and reacts, uh, which is a oh, YouTube nice. channel. They did a, a reaction to uh, the 10 minute version of all too well. And Bonnie at the end of it was like, my brain has been rewired <laughs> after listening to that. Did and I was like, yeah. The film or did they just listen? They listened to it and then they did watch the film, but I guess YouTube wouldn't let them upload their reactions with the film playing like in the corner. And they were uh, like, you're going to be bored just watching us on the couch, like react when you don't know what we're seeing. Yeah. Um, but she said that it was offensive and illegal, which is the terminology that they use. Um, but yeah, so the 10 minute version of All Too Well, I don't even, I can't even put words together. I couldn't believe it. I actually can't believe that that's a real song that we get to listen to for the rest of our lives. Um, it's absolutely insane. And I knew it was going to be good, right? Because it's Taylor Swift. And I'm like, it's going to be good. And it was like so hyped too. And it was so hyped. But part of me was like, oh, like, I know it's going to be good, but like, are we overhyping it? And somehow we underhyped it. <laughs> Somehow it was even better when she said, you kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. Mm-hmm. Ow. Ow. <laughs> Miss that Swift. hurted. <laughs> Blondie, you hurt my feelings. And she cast Swift. such good um, actors for the I short film too. I thought it was out of my Dylan O'Brien phase. I really thought I was. And then I just <laughs> no, involved like right back in. <laughs> I wasn't attracted to him in that at all. Maybe, I'm just not attracted to him and, in general, but I feel like that made him – the way, like his character awful actively made me unattracted. <laughs> and I can see how if that's your first exposure to Dylan O'Brien, yeah, like in yeah, a, yeah. like a serious exposure, I get that. Because he – obviously he plays like 
the horrible gaslighting boyfriend. But as a teen wolf stan in my youth, um, he could gaslight me any day. He really could. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love him. Um, so yeah, 10 Minute All Too Well, it was the most offensive thing I've ever heard. I actually can't believe Jack Antonoff produced it. I wanted to flick myself off of my roof. Like, I can't believe that. How dare he? <laughs> how, how dare he think we could handle that? And then as far as like the other vault songs go, uh, nothing new unlocked such deep feelings that I didn't even know like could be articulated and I feel like that's what Taylor Swift does is she like takes a feeling that you're like I have felt this before and I haven't had like vocabulary to Mm -hmm. express it um and she did that with nothing new and I think nothing new walked so that Mirrorball could run Mm -hmm. so I'm glad that we get to hear that now because Mirrorball is one of my favorites off of folklore and it's also offensive it has Phoebe Bridgers that's offensive that's so offensive I saw that it's so, oh, it's so good. It's, I've never felt so seen by a song that I did <laughs> with nothing new. Um, and then as for, like, the ones that were re-recorded, but, like, we already knew, I think Treacherous is probably my favorite, which Treacherous, behind All Too Well, was my favorite on Red, and she did a great job re-recording it. The bridge of that song is so good. So, yeah, I genuinely could go on for the next hour about this album. Like, I... And, like, Kylie's next solo episode? <laughs> literally, it might be. I have been spiraling all weekend. Thank God I have therapy tomorrow. I'm going to be like, Nancy, <laughs> I'm not doing well. some feelings. <laughs> Nancy, things are, things are happening to me. But, yeah, so good. Um, if you haven't hopped on the Taylor Swift train, uh, get over yourself and just do it. Yeah, I will say I haven't listened to the full thing yet. I've only listened. I only listened to All Too Well because I just watched the um, film. the short film. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm very like, I feel like the first time you listen to an album. I don't know if I know anyone else thinks this way, but for me, the first time I listen to something is very like sacred. So I don't want to just do it in like a casual like mm-hmm. <laughs> commute type way. Like I like to like set the scene, and I like haven't had a chance to do that yet so I'm picturing like a bath like I need to like you know yeah there's got to be the appropriate thing so what were your thoughts on the 10 minute version I'm very curious oh I thought it was great I mean I don't really know the original one that well like Mm -hmm. I'm red is like I'm I'm a pretty I'm basically like a (laughs) I'm only really a big fan of like folklore and evermore to be honest and so I haven't really listened to her old stuff that much but I thought it was nice um I thought it was I, nice. I like when she says "fuck the patriarchy." I don't love that, that she sells a keychain with it on it now. That is funny. I think it's so. pretty funny. It's marketing genius. I think it's very much like girl bossed too close to the sun, but that's okay. It is, yeah, but I, in an, I feel like it is ironic. Like she's and doing it in an ironic way. I don't think we should talk about this right now because we're already so far in. But Harry Styles releasing nail polish is a whole other thing maybe next week maybe next I'm week so overwhelmed I'm so <laughs> overwhelmed we'll right. get into that next week <laughs> let's get into designing your ideal night routine so like we said we're kind of just gonna run through some ideas of how to if you know anything about our show you know Anya and I really prioritize our health sustainability and building a community around the things that young women go through That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diosti in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. with their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. 
We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. Make your night routine work for you, some things to incorporate that maybe you haven't thought of before, just ways to give yourself a peaceful evening, because I feel like the evening is so important. It's such an important time of day. Yeah. For sure. And I know that if my night routine is out of whack, um, I'm not getting good sleep. And then I'm a cranky pants in the morning. And then you don't have a good, then you're not a morning person if your night routine isn't set up for success. So hopefully we can give you some tips for, you know, an ideal night routine, one that gets you relaxed, gets you ready for bedtime. It makes you feel like a that girl moment, you know, Mm, you're being that girl with these night routines. Do you have like a strict night routine in place? Um, I actually do have a pretty strict night routine mm. and I'll get into it throughout okay. the tips. But. Okay. I feel like I am a little more strict about my morning routine than I am my night routine just because mm. like, I don't know, I feel like there's a little less flexibility sometimes with the evening. Like you don't know when you're going to get home or like what the plan is sometimes, yeah, but fair enough. I definitely have like some things that I always do. So anyway, so the first one might be kind of obvious, but it is to Pick a relatively consistent time to go to bed and schedule a time to begin your night routine for like whatever interval beforehand. Mm -hmm. So I know this is very much like easier said than done. Like some nights, I mean, maybe you're 1030 most of the time, but you go out on the weekend and you end up like 130. Like we know life is relatively unpredictable, but like in a like 7030 situation where like most of the time you're going to bed at like a reasonable hour, it's good to kind of think about how long you want your night routine to be, whether it's like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or even like an hour and just make sure that you're keeping an eye on the clock when it gets close to that time. Because I feel like what always happens to me is like I have all intentions of like a self-care, like read a book night. And then I look at the clock and it's like already 10 and I'm not going to have time to do any of that stuff. So whether, whatever works for you. Maybe you got to like set an alarm. I'm not against it. Just yeah. figure out figure out your time. Yeah, for sure. So for the next tip, setting up – we did talk about this in our how to become a morning person a little bit. Um, but it, it's setting up something to look forward to in the morning the night before. So this could be as simple as like, you know, the coffee pots where you can like set it to start brewing at like 6 a.m. or, you know, whatever oh, really? you wake up. That's yeah. Cool. I feel like they're huh. pretty common. Oh, um, <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> so maybe it's, I mean, I guess not in the age of like Keurigs, but it could be just setting up your coffee pot if you have one of those that you can set on a timer or even like putting, if you have a Keurig, putting like the mug underneath there and having the pot already, you know, queued up so that all you have to do is shut it, shut it and press the button. Um, maybe it's like laying out your clothes for the day, like in your really, like a cute outfit that you're excited to wear, whatever it may be. I think you know, spending your night routine, taking a little bit of time to, you know, set yourself up for success in the morning is always a good idea. Yes. That includes like meal prepping your breakfast, like you said, setting out your outfit. I think setting out your outfit's like the biggest one for me because I feel like knowing, like waking up and knowing that I'm going to have to pick something to put on before I sit down and work is like a very stressful thing for me. I don't know why. Like you can literally only see like my shoulders up. So I don't know why I'm so worried about it, but Every day I'm like, oh God, I have to pick an outfit now. I have to check the weather. Like, so I feel like when you're you're just like in a better headspace normally at night. Well, maybe that's not true. <laughs> I feel like I am though. <laughs> I'm like, um, have you ever had anxiety? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know what works for you, but yeah, just set yourself up for success. Um, and the next one is to pick a time to set technology boundaries. So if you listen to our morning routine episode, we gave you all the science around why technology makes you sleep poorly. We gave you all the blue light background. So go listen to that if you haven't already. But I think this is something that I haven't really been super intentional about, which is like the pick a time thing. Like Mm. I'm always like, yeah, I won't go on my phone before bed, but like I'm not super committed to it. So I think if I had like a hard stop, like 10 PM, no more screens rule or something like that, I would do a lot better. So I'm going to try to implement that one going forward. Yeah. I will say that's how my night routine starts at 9 PM. 
Oh, 9 p.m. Put my phone on the charger. Yeah. Wow. Well, because I go to bed between, like, 10 and 10.30 most nights. That gives me, like, a good hour, hour and a half to do my night routine and not have my phone. So 9 p.m., I put my phone on the charger. I put it on do not disturb so that it's not, like, buzzing or anything. And I will – because most of the time, if it's not buzzing, I just won't – I'll forget where it is. Um, and that's that. And then I start my night routine. And it's been really nice, honestly. I like not going on my phone before bed. Go on it right when I wake up, though. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'm not perfect. <laughs> a balance. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next tip is to do something right before bed that will relax you. So here I'm specifically thinking, like, you're literally in bed. Like, your skincare routine is done, which is something we'll get into. Um, everything that you have to do outside of your bed is already done. You've gotten in. You've pulled back the covers. And you want to do something before bed. If you're setting those technology boundaries here, you could read, you could journal, you could say a few affirmations to yourself, just something that, you know, doesn't require technology, doesn't require a lot of brain power, and that will really relax you and like start to get you into that sleepy time mode. For me personally, I read every night before bed, even if I just do like 10 pages in a book, if it's all I can muster, I try to get a little bit of reading in before I go to sleep. I'm like, not me, just pulling weeds on my Animal Crossing island right before bed. <laughs> but hey, if that's what relaxes you, besties, go yeah, for it. Yeah, true, true. I think there's like a night shift mode on the Switch. I don't know. Um, Next one, I saw this on TikTok. Well, I saw this like framing on TikTok and I really liked it. And it was to complete your closing shift. So mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of this. I feel like if you wake up to mess or like dishes left over from the night before, again, I'm just like a stressor in the morning more so yeah. than a – than the night before and so I think waking up to like a messy environment just like sets everything off on a bad note so I try to do everything that I can the night before to you know like getting at the same thing we said earlier basically set yourself up for success so like I try to not have any dishes in the sink I try to put them on the dishwasher and like run the dishwasher if it's full tidy up your kitchen you know wipe up any like sauces that got on the counter while you were cooking or whatever um, tidy up your living room. I always like fold. Sorry if you hear my radiator. It's going to be a theme until it gets warm again. Um, <laughs> I always like fold my blanket and like, you know, put stuff away in the bathroom, just like tidying up the space so that it can feel fresh in the morning. And like, you're not dealing with the repercussions of the day before, because I just don't like yeah. that. I don't like that start to a day, but I know we're talking night routine. So do this at night to benefit morning yes. you. <laughs> yes. hundred percent. So the next tip is to get an alarm clock that isn't your phone. We did talk about this in the morning person uh, or how to become a morning person episode. But again, it's super important. It's super helpful. And I guess you do technically set your alarm at night. Um, So not only does it help you in the morning, but it also helps you like get off the phone or get off of your phone. Because I think let's be honest with ourselves. If you like realize that you forgot to set an alarm you know, 20 minutes after you've set that technology boundary and you go on your phone to set the alarm, the odds of you opening TikTok, opening Instagram, like they're very high. At least if you're me. Very true. So it really does benefit you in setting that technology boundary if you can use something else for your alarm. I use my Google Home. You can literally just say, I'm not going to say it because it'll go off. You can say, hey, (laughs) G-O-O-G-L-E. Set an alarm for X time. And then it's nice because it goes off on there and I just have to yell stop from my bed in order to get it to turn off. So that I think is a huge tip and something that you should incorporate into your night routine. And then another thing that you should do is cut off caffeine at night, which again, we did talk about in the morning person episode. But I mean, again, you want to make sure you're setting like with the technology, a hard boundary for stopping caffeine. So for you, that might be at noon, which I know on you, you're more like afternoon like can't have caffeine some people may be able to have caffeine up until the end of the workday, 5 6 p.m and then be fine some people may even think that they can have caffeine up until they go to bed my dad's that yeah way. dads are like that they're built dads different. Are crazy dads get like espressos after dinner like yeah they're crazy it's whack but you know what my dad says that he's not the best sleeper and i'm like hey bestie maybe i wonder why skipped that <laughs> evening cup of joe <laughs> But yeah, so find a time in your night routine to cut off caffeine. Stick with it. This includes like soda and things oh, like that. People don't think about that. That's true. That, and soda is like a big, I feel like nighttime, dinnertime drink if mm. you're a soda drinker. So be mindful of that and try to incorporate, you know, non-caffeinated beverages into your night routine. 
maybe some sparkling water like Anya and I do. <laughs> a coconut liqueur, I might recommend. Yes, yes. Wait, I'm like, I totally forgot that soda has caffeine. I'm like, is it now? Do they add it? Like, <laughs> I've never thought so, about this yeah. before. Wow. Yeah, and it has, it doesn't have as much caffeine as a cup of coffee, but it has like a, I'm pretty sure it's pretty equal to like tea. Wow. So. Crazy. Yeah. Well, the next one is to switch from harsh overhead lights to more like soft, moody lighting. I will say I have a really hard time with this in my apartment because we have overhead lights in every room and we have so few outlets in every room and that's on being built in the 1930s. But like I just don't have many outlets to spare to plug in like lamps and like salt lamps and um, neon signs and like all of that kind of stuff, which I really – miss like at home because I always was one to like not use the overhead light or like my room at home doesn't even have an overhead light it just has lamps and you know other soft forms of lighting but it definitely helps especially like since it gets dark so early just to not feel like you're in like a clinical environment like Mm -hmm. it's nice to kind of set them lower especially like closer to when you're going to go to bed I kind of want to get one of those like what is it like the Philips Hue like light bulbs I might put one of those on my Christmas list because I feel like that would be sort of fun but I'm like for where like I don't have any I only have like one standing lamp in my apartment actually two but yeah anyway get some like supplemental little lights like string lights like salt lamps all of that fun stuff yeah love it the next one is to bump up your workout into earlier in the evening now obviously this only applies to people who are more like nighttime workout people obviously I I feel like there's two camps, either evening or morning workouts. Um, So if you are more of an evening workout type of person, I would suggest bumping it up to, you know, as close to after the workday as possible because studies do show that not engaging in such rigorous activity right before bed can help promote sleep. Makes sense. Most of the time when you're exerting a lot of energy, there is a little bit of that. I don't know if it's necessarily adrenaline, but just that like increased energy, increased like blood flow, like all of yeah, 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 exactly. That could make it harder to fall asleep. So truthfully, I haven't decided if I like workouts in the morning or the evening better. I see the benefit of both, but I end up having more time to work out in the evenings. Yeah. So I have been trying to follow like, I do at-home workouts for the most part because we have the Peloton. So I try to hop on right after the workday. Like I log off, get dressed into workout clothes and then hop on the bike. So that way I'm, you know, doing it as early as possible. And it's a good way to like rest your eyes from looking at a screen for so yeah. long. Yeah. Well, well, I guess the Peloton, Peloton has a screen. screen. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, but never still. mind. The next one is to create a bedtime playlist that you put on when you start your night routine to invoke a Pavlovian response, if you will. Mm-hmm. So a la AP Psych. Um, Love that. But my boyfriend actually used to do this. He hasn't done it in like the last couple of years. But when we first met, I remember he had like a go to sleep playlist, it was called. And it was maybe like 30 or 40 songs. And like you would never actually listen to them all, but you kind of just like turn them off, turn them on when you're like winding down. And then you can set the Spotify like sleep timer. So I don't, mm-hmm. if you guys didn't know in the settings, there's like a sleep timer and then you can pick like 15, 30 minutes or an hour so that it like isn't playing all night. <laughs> yeah. Um. So try it out because, you know, just like, Bringing that calm energy, like putting songs that you like. Obviously, don't put like, I don't know, crazy songs on there. EDM. <laughs> yeah. Don't put like Skrillex, but um, some nice like chill tunes I feel like can really help. Yeah, for sure. The next one is to make your to-do list for the next day, the night before, or don't, which I actually, fun fact, don't make my to-do list the night before. Anya, I think you're the same way. Yeah. Because, (laughs) yeah, so people may tend to stress more if they think about the next day before bed, which obviously being stressed doesn't promote sleep, but some people I'm sure are comforted by like having their ducks in a row and knowing exactly what they need to get done before they go to sleep. So whatever works for you, but if you are the type of person that wants to make their to-do list for the next day, then definitely set aside some time in your night routine to do that. Or if you want to make it the next day, set aside some time in your morning routine to do that. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, I feel like I like the idea of this. And I was sort of thinking about it when we were writing it. And I think I do this kind of on the weekend. Like 
on a weekend evening, I'll think about, you know, like, oh, what do I want to do tomorrow? Do I have to go to Trader Joe's? Like that kind of thing. But it's not such like a formal thing. And then during the week, I absolutely do not do that because yeah. <laughs> you guys know I struggle with sleep. So sometimes just like knowing too much about the next day does not help. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I, I know just stress in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I know for me, we have our weekly team meeting on Monday mornings. Uh, so I'll tend to like, I'll make my to-do list Monday morning and then I'll, we'll have that meeting and I'll sort of, if any like tasks are given to me during that meeting, then I'll like distribute it throughout the week and figure out like, okay, based on my schedule, when do I think I could fit these various tasks in? And I'll just put them on the to-do list for the upcoming week that way. But I would say the majority of my to-do list gets written the morning of, because I don't want to think, I want to know that I have the time to do the things that I have to do for my job, but everything else I can't handle before the day has come. Yeah. The next one is to not get into bed until you're actually tired, which I've heard this tip come up a couple times and I'm definitely not good at this because I just try to be consistent. So like I get in bed and like later <laughs> a lot of the times, which like, you know, the whole thing is like you're only supposed to sleep in your bed. So like if your brain starts to correlate your bed with like laying there restless, it's not great for your like psychology or like your subconscious. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was recommending like, if you don't feel tired, like read a book or like watch something and wait till you feel a little more sleepy to just get in bed and hopefully fall asleep within like five minutes. And I saw this thing and I think it said, if you're trying to fall asleep for more than 20 minutes, you should just stop trying, like get up and do something to like tire yourself out, which I was like, oh my God, I definitely lay in bed for over 20 minutes, like all the time. (laughs) So I need to work on that. Um, The next one is to take a bath, which I freaking love baths. I think you guys know this. I take baths a lot and um, I found that there's some science behind it. So a study from Cornell University found that a drop in body temperature can help people fall asleep and achieve deeper levels of sleep. So if you – it's weird because it's like reverse of what you would think, but um, taking a bath actually lowers your body temperature Same with tea. Like that's why like hot countries drink tea. Like if you think of like Saudi Arabia and like all these places that have like – or like Morocco, like they have like traditional like Moroccan tea. It's because Mm -hmm. like drinking a hot liquid actually like cools your body internally. so weird. Interesting. Same thing with like a bath. So taking a bath actually cools you. And so, uh, yeah, this can stimulate your body into releasing heat and ultimately lowering your internal temperature. And also it's just a vibe. So like add some like lavender, maybe get like – I don't know if I recommend like a lush bath bomb. I don't know how we feel about those these days on like the UTI (laughs) front. But, you know, whatever whatever floats your boat. And if baths are not your thing, there's a couple other things you can do like get more breathable sheets or like a cooling eye mask, one of those like gel ones you keep in the fridge. Or just like turn down your thermostat in general, like sleep with it. I mean, we definitely sleep with it a little colder. We have one of those like timed ones you can like schedule. But some people I know sleep at like 64 degrees and stuff. So if that's, if that's, if you're in that camp, like go for it. Your energy bill will thank you. (laughs) True. Very true. The next one, it kind of combines doing something relaxing and like don't do too strenuous of workouts, but to stretch or meditate before bed. So I think obviously meditation definitely like falls into something that will relax you. Um, or maybe it doesn't. I feel like some people may find, especially if you're new to meditation, you might find it to be a bit stressful. Um, I know I felt that way anytime I first, like when I was first introduced to meditating, just because I found it really hard to like slow my mind down. Uh, so maybe meditating isn't your jam, but if you're the type of person that's used to, you know, nighttime workouts, used to having a routine where you're doing more like strenuous exercise close to bed, maybe bumping up that strenuous exercise to earlier in the evening and then doing like a quick stretch before bed will give you that same feeling, um, while also promoting better sleep and promoting, you know, lowering your energy levels. Plus, I mean, maybe it's just cause, you know, we're ex-dancers. Well, I guess you still dance. I haven't danced in a hot minute besides TikTok dances. (laughs) But I definitely need to get in the habit of stretching every day because my hamstrings are not where they were in their prime. And I'll tell you what, they weren't that good in their prime. They really weren't that good. So the fact that I'm not even there anymore is uh, concerning, upsetting, stressful, offensive, illegal. But yeah, so I'm I'm going to try to hop on this boat of getting in a quick stretch before bed. 
That's what I was going to say, actually, when I was younger. I remember when I was, like, 12, like, between ages 12 and 14, I, like, was so dedicated just to, like, dance in general. Like, I really wanted to, like, get good. And um, I remember stretching before bed every single night during those years. Oh, my God. <laughs> was I was so hard out. But not in, like, a self-care way, in, like, a get-your-over-split way. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, hamstrings, you better snap. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, childhood memories aside – <laughs> the next one is to try aromatherapy or essential oils. So, fun fact, let me get it get it out here. Hee <laughs> maybe it's not in this drawer. Oh, here it is. I actually have this sleep aromatherapy rollerball right here that I keep nice. on my desk. And it's like a perfume, like, you know, those little, like, rollerball things. Yeah. And you can kind of put it on your wrist. And this version or this, like, set, I guess, actually came with, like, a pillow spray too. So, I like that. Ooh. And so this blend is lavender, jasmine, and ying, ying, yang, yang. I don't know how to say that. Yeah, I think. Y l a n g. Sorry, I'm not cultured, but <laughs> it smells really good. Very calming, and it's almost like the playlist where it's kind of like Pavlovian response, like the yeah. same smell kind of like brings you to bed every day. And I, I really like having the combination of this and the pillow spray. Um, so yeah, treat yourself. I see like a lot of sets like this at. TJ Maxx and stuff, which like, I guess maybe the quality there is a little questionable. So like do your due diligence, but I've seen a lot of like affordable sleep aromatherapy type things. So Mm -hmm. check them out. Nice. So the next one is to try the golden 10. So Carl Pullen? Pullen? Yeah. (laughs) P-U-L-L-E-I-N. Who's a product? (laughs) (laughs) P-U. Um, he's a productivity coach and an author, and he spends 10 minutes every night reviewing how he's doing on his goals and objectives and figures out what he can do to improve on them in the future. Now, I'm going to be honest. This sounds like my worst freaking nightmare. And every night, I know. If I'm not making my goals, guess who's overthinking for the rest of the night? This gal right yeah. here. So personally, this sounds more like something that I would want to implement into my morning routine, but maybe you are the type of person that likes to reflect. I mean, this is in a way a form of like journaling. For me, I'm more of like a visualize journal before bed type of girl, but maybe you are a review your goals and set game plans before bed type of girl. And if you or a guy or (laughs) non-binary. So if that sounds like you, then definitely implement this, but I personally won't be taking this advice from us. (laughs) I feel like I could do this on a weekly basis. Like I'll Mm. get into this, I think a little later, but I, I treat Sunday nights very differently than the rest of the week. So I feel like I could do this on a Sunday night. Yeah. But I definitely can do it 10 minutes every single night. That's a lot for me. Oh my God. I don't know about you, Carl, but (laughs) yeah. Wanted to throw it in here though, in case anyone's, you know, different. (laughs) He. So this last one, I think I should have probably bucketed in the bath one because it's pretty much the same logic, but it's just to drink a cup of decaf tea. Mm -hmm. So you guys know, I think, you know, we are tea stands. I honestly was thinking about it. I literally think I drink like six cups of tea a day. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like I drink so much tea. I just finished one right now. Obviously a decaf one, Um, but it's sort of the same logic in that it helped cool your body down. And it's also just like a nice vibe, especially in the winter, like to cozy up, get in your PJs, get comfortable, drink some tea. Um, I'm actually putting like a nicer kettle on my Christmas list because I feel like it's going to make a difference. Like one of the ones that um, has the different temperatures for different types of tea because different types of tea are supposed to be made at different temperatures. And I just have like a pretty cheap like target um, one setting one right now. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. about that. Maybe get yourself one of those to get into the spirit. But Or like hot chocolate, like just really any like nice warm beverage, you know, you know? Yep. I love a hot chocolate. Tis the season. So the next tip is to create a self-care slash skincare routine that you look forward to. So maybe this is testing out new products, getting a gua sha, um, doing a face mask or those little eye masks, anything. Or maybe you just like really love your daily skincare routine and you get excited. I know I love using little tinctures. I feel like I'm putting potions on my skin and it just gets me (laughs) startled. Um, But yeah, so Anya was saying you treat Sundays differently and you try to do this, do like a real good self-care routine on Sundays to set you up for the week. I also have been implementing this. I don't know if you guys follow, I think her username is at the jar Mm -hmm. on TikTok. Her name is Ellie, I believe. But she's like 
big on TikTok for making rules lists. So she had like a rules for listening to Red Taylor's version. Oh, I <laughs> thought you were gonna say <laughs> when you said rules, I thought it was like things that aren't for boys. Like that's where my mind went. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> she did say that Red was a for the girls only mm. uh type of thing. And you know what? I agree. But I digress. She did a rules for Sundays list and on it she talked about how you should like Sundays are self-care days Sundays are when you're taking the long shower you're taking the bath you're shaving your legs you're doing all you're you're doing the mask like yeah all of that stuff and I think yeah like self-care Sundays are a hundred percent a thing take time for yourself prep like there's nothing better for me I'm not a bath girl I'm a shower girl there's nothing better than a long shower. You did a hair mask. You brushed through your, you combed through your hair in the shower. You exfoliated. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. shaved. You used a cleansing oil. A cleansing mm. oil. You came out. You Maybe you self-tanned. Good for you. I don't do that. It comes out streaky. But you put <laughs> a whole bottle of lotion on your body, right? You put the eye mask on. You put a mud mask on. Like, you plucked your eyebrows. Those are the best it, days and then you wake up on Monday morning and you're like, I'm that bitch. Like, look at yeah. me. Look no, at, I, I look great. That. So I don't look great this Monday morning because I wasn't <laughs> able to do that yesterday because I felt like crap. But definitely set up your Sundays for success for a good week. There's no better feeling. I love that. That's exactly like what you described is what I do on Sundays. And if you're blonde, pro tip, make like Sundays your purple shampoo day mm-hmm. and it just sets you up for a great week. <laughs> yeah. All right. That is all the tips we have. We did want to say though, remember just like any other habit, a healthy night routine may take some time to develop and that's yep. okay. It takes a while yeah. to form a habit. Don't feel like you got to, you know, write, take frantic notes and start all of these things right away. Not all of them are going to work for everybody. Not yep. all of them are going to fit into an evening. Just yep. pick and choose what resonates and leave the rest. Yep. For sure. And try to start small, implement one new thing every week into your routine um, because you'll be set up for way more success if you tackle one habit at a time than like you said I mean I actually saw the other day that we're like as human beings we're designed to like return to the default so like the habits that you've been in for a while like your brain for a while is just going to naturally try to bring you back to those habits it takes a and that's why it takes so long to form habits so obviously completely changing your routine is going to send your brain into a tizzy and be like no regress, regress, go back to the other way. (laughs) But if you make those small changes, then it becomes a lot easier. You don't feel like you're, it's not as much of a shock to the system, I guess is what I'm saying. So don't pressure yourself, do your best, start small and figure out what works best for you. Yes. And that concludes this week's episode, besties. So you know what to do. You can follow us on Instagram, but not me because I don't have one right now. (laughs) Um, You know, maybe someday. Um, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it on the air. Anonymous suggestion box is always open in the show notes. And use our code for Viv. We don't talk about yes. that much. but Yes. And stream, stream Red Taylor's version. Specifically, yes. All Too Well, the 10-minute version. And let me know how you're doing because I'm not okay. That's all. <laughs> Great. All right. We will chat with you guys next week. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye.